Let's Gather is a young adult podcast that is meant to bring the hard topics to light, offer you a biblical perspective as you navigate day-to-day life, and draw you closer to Christ. It's our desire to see all young adults grow and be strengthened through the Word of God. So let's jump into today's episode of Let's Gather. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Let's Gather. We are so excited to be with you this week for week... For, what's episode nine? Yeah. Ten? Okay. So wow. I'm going to stop you right there. Out of all nine episodes that we've done, that was probably the worst energe- <laughs> energy you've had, which I don't know why. My mouth hurts. Uh, okay. That's I broke why. a tooth. If you're listening today, I broke a tooth. Mm. I'm going to the dentist today Did you break four. two teeth? Two teeth. I mm. have one that was broke, and it broke in the transition of moving here. And now I've got another one that's broke. Heck yeah. And so I'm going to the dentist today at four. So it's Ouch. because of your teeth and not because of our guest today is no, why your no, it's energy not. levels are so it's low. Not. We, we, <laughs> our energy levels have to be high to bring his up. Oh, yeah. Because so he's so old. He <laughs> <laughs> starts already. That's <laughs> joke number four for wow. the day. So who, who do we have, Tyser? We have Mr. Micah Kading. Our Thank you for asking. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, yeah. <laughs> We have Micah. Who? Who? who okay, Tyser. What is Micah? Who is Micah? What is Micah? Is a good friend of mine. Actually, I've known Micah it? for about ten years. Believe it or not, Micah. Micah was my um, student pastor when uh, my family and I moved here about 2009. However long ago that was, a while back. I only know that because that's when the Saints won the Super Bowl. Uh, but. Um, yeah, back in 2009, we moved here, and then Micah came in 2013. 2013. About to hit a decade. Yeah. Whoa. Um, and Micah was my student pastor, so I've known Micah so you've, for a hot minute. So you've been here at this church for 10 years so far? Yeah, came in April of 2013. Nice. I mean, I grew up here. I technically came right, in, like, yeah. 1988, but, yeah. Moved away, wow. came back, and t- <laughs> how many of y'all were alive in 1988? Zero. Nope. No hands in the room. Eight. Awesome. So, wow. Justin wasn't even born. <laughs> I remember 1988, guys. Wow. Like, I, was I wasn't born, just alive. I was born in 90. Okay. No, not <laughs> well, this was fun. I'm glad I could be with y'all. <laughs> so, Micah is our executive pastor here at Astruma. Um, he is a friend to all. He is kind of the uh, the be-all and end-all that oversees us uh, on the staff team here. Um, he has his hands full with a lot of things, but has taken some time to come on today with us because we had an interesting topic we wanted to talk about. And um, without making another old joke, <laughs> Micah has, has been able to see uh, – he's been in student ministry since 2013. Before, well, before, then. before then, yeah. Then. Okay, so yeah. when did you start student ministry? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I kind of started student ministry right after I graduated student okay. ministry, which is actually not what I recommend and why y'all know, because uh, y'all were students of mine. Like when, when I had students graduate, I kicked it, kicked them out of student ministry yeah. for six months um, because I just thought, hey, you stay where you're comfortable. You need to go be a part of the bigger church as a yeah. whole. Go jump into college ministry, young adult life. And, co- and if you still want to do student ministry in like January, come talk. But you and did so, the opposite of that. Yeah. yeah, and I did the opposite. And so for me, I kind of felt like I um, 
I struggled to move on a little bit. I eventually yeah. did, but it took a little longer than I should. But I mean, but with that in mind, I mean, I, I started in basically 1999. Yeah. Uh, served as an intern here to stream my way back in the day. I'm pretty sure Toy uh, Story 1 came out in 2009. <laughs> I came out in 1999. <laughs> 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 okay, so. Yeah. So what, I went to public school. <laughs> to <bring us> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Okay. So that's like almost 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. Public school, but I think that's the math. Uh, so it's kind of crazy. So with that being said, so you have seen a lot of students come and go. Uh, you've seen a lot of students uh, come and leave and go to college, come back from college. Uh, you've seen you've seen them in all stages of life. Uh, so you've seen them from the when they enter student ministry until marriage, right? So you've oh, yeah. seen that that transition of life phases, and so that's what we wanted to talk about today was. How do you stay connected to the church? Why is it important to stay connected to the church? We've talked about community and stuff in the past on a few episodes. We've talked about, you know, groups and finding your friends and stuff like that. But what is the importance that the Big C Church as a whole has on your life, um, on your future, on your direction, on your um, circumstances, just everything that it has to offer um, in that season, that gap where you are leaving, you know, essentially youth ministry, going into college ministry, or that young adult field versus leaving that young adult field and going into like um, a young professional type of field, what is what does that look like, um, and why is that so important? Um, I think of a lot of times that we we um, we automatically assume that just because we grew up in church that it'll kind of just hold us mm-hmm. over until right. Um, what happened with you? Me. Mm-hmm. So whenever I grew up, I grew up in church. I uh, grew up in a small Southern Baptist church in Haynesville, Louisiana. Was there Monday or Wednesday, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Youth camps, all YECs, all the, all the stuff. I left my church, went to school, got out of high school, and I didn't leave the faith, but I was not, um, I was not connected to a church body at all. Mm. Uh, it wasn't until my wife essentially drug me back to church, and I praise God for her every day uh, for doing that, but. I was not connected to a church, and it wasn't because I didn't love Jesus. Even when I was in a rebellious stage or even when I I was far away from God, I did not love Jesus. I, I knew who Jesus was, right? I'd, I'd accepted him as my Lord and Savior, but I didn't have it rooted in me of the importance of the church in my life, mm-hmm. the discipleship, the accountability, the mentorship, all those kind of things. I didn't, And it, it wasn't anybody, so I'm sure... I had some great student pastors. I'm sure they didn't like skip over that intentionally. I was probably just (laughs) too, too young and and not paying attention and and looking at other things to, to listen. But I just didn't have that. I didn't have these thoughts in my life of the importance of getting carry, carrying a church with me and getting plugged into a local church. So when I, when I left and I went to school, I, I, I fell away from the faith hard in mm-hmm. a hard way and like that college mm-hmm, college and into 
some of my young adult years. Um, it's probably 2015 when I really changed my life back and I, I gave my life back to Christ. 2015 to 2016. Mm. Um, but that was because I had to walk through things that I can't change the past or predict the future, right? But if it would have been, I, I truly believe if I would have been connected to a local body of Christ, that the consequences, the life decisions, everything that I walked through uh, wouldn't have been the same if I'd have been plugged into a, a church like that. What about what about you, Torito? Um, I mean, I haven't left here since Mike has gotten here, um, <laughs> so it wasn't terrible. Are you giving um, Mike the credit or no? Okay, um, <laughs> never <laughs> doesn't happen. Yeah. No, um, I think I think Ashruma has been a the other than you know, my personal relationship with the Lord, like the biggest constant in my life, um, through changes. And I mean, I've been involved in other ministries. I mean, while at LSU, like was connected to the BCM for all of my years there and like loved it. Like that was, it had, it had a huge impact on me, but like the BCM is still there, but it's really for college students. And so like, like you can't grow out of the church, um, for school. Like I, I grew up at a Christian school and you know, like I graduated, like you, you, you move on. And then same thing, like I got connected to a campus ministry and graduated and moved on. And so, um, like the church is a constant in your life. And I think it's so important as kind of seasons of your life changes that like it's, incredibly important to change with not with the church like to move on to what is the next like you know I'm obviously not still in kids ministry or student ministry but I didn't you know leave instead of getting connected with the young adult ministry I chose to stay and connect with a whole a whole bunch of people in the church that I didn't know and so um, it's going to be another crazy change when you when I get married and when I have children and then I'm going to know more people in the church I don't know now that are in that season of life married with kids and so um for me like the the church has just been such a constant um it's not it's not leaving me I am going to be what leaves the church and so I just pray that um I stay connected enough to not want to do that um and that I yeah like I I continue to keep connecting and and plugging into the church yeah that I, I I never thought of that word as a struma being like a constant in my life, but yeah. it, but it, for me, I mean, it was like when we came here in 2009, uh, this was the ch- first church that we ever visited. We, we moved an hour away from Mandeville to here and it was the first church on a Sunday morning we came here and I thought this place was ginormous. And then I think on the slot, the rotating slides up top, I saw that there was a student ministry event and they were having an all-nighter like later that week. That's uh, such a I first think. step to take. I know, right? Don't know why, any of you people. Let me spend the evening. Oh, no, I wouldn't hear you. Micah. I wouldn't hear you. That wasn't Micah. Um, and so that was my first student event. And I came upstairs to, we used to have student ministry over in Hope 201. Uh, but that was my first thing that I went to. And when I walked upstairs to to the student ministry room, I had four guys come up and introduce themselves to me and they have been my best friends ever since. That's and, awesome. And they are the, like, they were the literally the first people that I met here and then, you know, went through high school with them and actually went through high school with Torito and, mm-hmm. um, 
like Tarita said, like student ministry changed. We all went to college. I moved away for a year, but came back and then found a community through the BCM and through that community, found another community here at Astruma with the young adults. And now that's even changing now that I'm married. Like mm -hmm. there's a whole new group of people, right? whole new community that I'm surrounded by that like as I've developed and, and grown up, it's just Astruma hmm. still that still at at the center of that. Yeah. Well, and like and here we're I think we're really blessed because I mean I've said this in a lot of environments. Um, and so I don't think every church is like this, unfortunately. But like we we have ministry and opportunities in a lot of different places in life. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm the weirdo in the room because I didn't leave student ministry until I was 40. You know, y'all did it when you're 18. <laughs> right. But I mean, I graduated out of it. I went straight into serving with it, and then. One of the things that I discovered when my job changed a couple of years ago, and hey, you're not student pastor anymore. Um, and so I leave the student building on a Sunday morning and then I'm thinking, okay, where do I go? And I work here, so I should feel like I belong. And I was lost a bit because I'd found a lot of the church for me, because this is what happens in a big church, especially as you, you get segmented off into your world. And so I was around teenagers and yeah. college students who invested in teenagers and then the parents of teenagers and there was nobody my age. Um, but like all of us, we get to that point where we have to find our community. And so we, you know, the way we did that is we started a small group for people in our place of life with kids in elementary school. And that really scratched a niche for people here. And it's going well. We got a ton of people in the class and we've made a lot of new friends that didn't exist before. And so, but that's the thing, like, you've got to find it. You've got to put the time in both of you. And you tell your stories, you talk about, you know, kind of having a, a little bit of a disconnect moment or f having to go to the next place or leaving yeah. for a year and coming back mm -hmm. and then you find your people. And so it always takes effort. Well, that you, you said something really right there that was really uh, important. And I hope people hear it, not only from a church staff standpoint, Sam and I actually talked about that the other night, um, of how important it is to win those. But because there are some leaders uh, that, that, that serve in an area and that is their connection to the church. Mm -hmm. And that's great. Like, that's awesome. Please continue to serve, continue to, to use the gifts God's given you. But sometimes you got to go connect with those people. And so since we've been here, we've been here since August, we've been just rotating college classes. Mm -hmm. And then Sam the other day was like, hey, are we, are we going to be able to go to the, the Spears class at some point? I was like, I think it's about time we go. and because yeah, that's and, really and, your people. Yeah, because yeah. that's my... Like, uh, Tyser is married, but you and Olivia have been married for a couple years, mm. no kids. Mm -mm. And so we can do life together, absolutely. But but there's a there, class there's that, with other people exactly. in and so area of life. Yeah. Whatever you're in, find that connection in the church. Go and serve in places, yes, but also do not forget to um, – you, you can't pour out from an empty vase. And so um, go find that place to get plugged in. But I had a question, Micah, and, and I want to – we have some that we want to get to. Hearing us say this, hearing everything, and I want to hear your opinion on this one. Is it important to stay connected? Is it important at all? What is the importance of it to stay connected to a church when you graduate, even if you're going off to somewhere different? What does that look like? And then, um, or would you say that it's an important time to go find yourself? Uh, I would say yes to both, um, but it comes into how you define find yourself, right? I mean, so uh, so who are we talking about? So if we're talking about a believer who's been in church their whole life and 
you know, finds their identity and who God's made them to be and is, is living that out, then uh, I think you do begin to find yourself even spiritually in that next phase of life as you go into college or the working world, whatever's next. And so um, you, you, I think post high school life is really an incredible time um, to begin to understand even more of who you are in Jesus. And so uh, one of the big things that happens, right, is like your parents don't force you to go to church I mean, you might even be 18 and have your own car, but if you're like my family, we like rode to church together. I know not everybody does that, but it's like you're going whether you want to or not. Parents are going to bring you. It's happening. Um, and so you're in this season where you're waking up, most likely not living at your parents' house. Uh, and so what are you going to do? Um, I remember, so I met my wife here at Estrumo when she was in middle school and I was in ninth grade. And so we were friends for a long time. But when we were in college and we weren't dating, we lived in dorms that were um, walking distance from each other. And we had a bunch of friends who um, were either not going to church or going to kind of different churches that we weren't really wanting to connect with or didn't connect with. And uh, and Estruma was in a different season at that point. We didn't really have a college ministry. It was just kind of we didn't even have have our place here. But the two of us, just me and Laura as friends, said, hey, we are going to go to church together. Uh, I might have had some ulterior motives with that, too, at that time. Okay, but, like, yeah. but, uh, but I would pick her up and we'd go to church together, you know. But it was but it was genuinely out of, like, a desire of, hey, even though we're here and my parents had moved out of town and everything, I'm, I'm here on my own. I want to be a part of church community. But your parents aren't forcing you to go. Uh, and then I also think, like, this stage in life, that 18 to 30, particularly just right out of high school, you're in a place where there's environments that, like, welcome questions in a whole different way, where you're yeah. maybe outside of some of the, the framework you've been in before. So maybe questions you didn't feel like you could ask before. A lot of times in student ministry, you've got, like, seventh graders in the room. And so you ask a question, they're like, what? You know, so, but to be able to be in an environment where it's a little more grown up and it's a little bit deeper, maybe you're around people that you didn't grow up exactly with, and so they have a different perspective um, that that's really important. And so for you in that season, you got to stay connected to a church when you graduate, I believe, because if you're a follower of Jesus, finding your identity in him, you need people and uh, who you ask about who you are and, and how you see the world uh, is incredibly important too. So having great people in a church environment uh, is just so, so crucial. I think uh, we, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Um, I think it was you that brought up the topic, Emily. I, I can't really remember now, but it was about the influence uh, that your friends have around you. Mm -hmm. And whether you like it or not, there are going to be times where influence um, decisions are going to have consequences. I mean, mm -hmm. are they, is it a, is it a sin consequence? Is it, I mean, that's a whole, you know, another topic, but if you're in a, a friend group, if you're surrounded by certain things, um, and decisions are made, then unfortunately there are going to be consequences that come with those. And so being around, and I'm not saying that all church people are going to make every right decision. I'm not saying that um, if you come to a stream on a Sunday morning, you're going to see 2,000 people that are perfect, not making any wrong decisions. By no means whatsoever am I saying that. And also like being staying connected in a church, and like in your college years, doesn't mean you only have to do church things. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure. I'm not. I, I'm not. Yeah, saying no, that I'm not saying all. you are, but I'm, I'm not. Saying I'm just that. saying that's that's um, an important note to make. But being surrounded by that group of believers, that group of of um, college young adult students that are that are also tracking with you through. Is church life the word I want to use? I don't really know. A, a life connected to the church, they are are possibly more um, susceptible to making those decisions. 
that would push you into doing something with less consequences, I think, yeah. is the kind of the route I'm well, trying to track And you're going to be it. surrounded by somebody no matter what, right? Yes. I mean, so everybody's making that decision. We know God's designed us to long for community. I mean, it's out of who he is and how he designed us from the very beginning, right? I, I spoke this at a wedding last weekend, right, that that from the beginning, God's designing us to, to be together with somebody in a marriage relationship, which obviously points to Jesus and the relationship uh, between God and people. But, like, God wants us to be together with people. And so we pervert that when it's not Jesus people, right? We're, because that communal desire that we have is going to end up with somebody. But for those of us who know Jesus, it's got to be people who are going to point us towards him and yeah. go closer to him and let that be our, our main influence. Cause we're all, we're all getting influenced. Right. And so, yeah. um, and that's the tension I think back. Okay. So for me, I think back to my college years, I met some guys in the BCM my first year. I was in the freshman praise band. Be jealous, right? And so, Heck yeah. uh, I've because, seen the pictures. Yeah, when I when I grew up here, uh, I learned how to play bass because of a struma, and I learned how to play harmonica too. Watch out! I'm not as good as that anymore because it's been like 20 Why years. Why are using that I know, on I know. Sunday morning? I used yeah. to, man. There might be a video somewhere. Christian but, Anders, um, if you're listening. <laughs> <that's right. laughs> Micah uh, doesn't have enough to do on a Sunday morning, and he needs to. Yeah, he's willing to play harmonica. That's right. I'm, I can get the little strap on where I could play uh, <laughs> play bass at the same time. It's amazing. Um, but I, freshman year, I met guys in a band. We played in the BCM. But out of that, I met some other guys who um, were not at the BCM, and we were in a band together for years. Um, and the thing is, a lot of those guys were were not guys who loved Jesus or would even proclaim a relationship with him. But the key was one of the guys was one of my best friends. And so in my relationship with all of those guys, I had great church community and accountability in this band, uh, in places we played and just everywhere that we went that that existed. Right. And so one of the big things that I always talked about with students that I think is really key is you're going to be influenced by people. And you think about those concentric circles. Right. And so you, if y'all can flash back to like early high school days, you may remember some of this. Right. But you need to have friends who don't know Jesus. Right. How, how else is the gospel going to go unless we have that? Yeah, that's but as you get, get closer to the center of who are the closest people, you want to have people in your life that are a little further from you. It's like the target logo right towards the outside that you have influence on. But that center circle, man, those are the people who have influence on you. And those have got to be the people who are who are pushing you towards Jesus and doing that. And so community is going to happen. Uh, we just have to be wise about it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's wisdom in who you know that doesn't know Jesus so that you can have influence towards them and who you allow to have influence on your life. Just, just incredibly important because it's a part of life and it's going to make you better. Um, but you got to have those people in your life. And I think that you said right there, you said that key uh, sentence that, that are going to have influence on your life. It, it's going to happen no matter what. Like you said, community is going to happen. Yeah. Influence is going to happen. And I tell young adults, college students all the time, like, go go find who you are in that season, right? Um, you you said your, your parents aren't bringing you to church. Yeah. They're not, you know, are you a person that likes to sleep in till 11 o'clock in the morning? If that's you, figure out your shit. Like, just find who you are. Um, but in that season of finding yourself, be surrounded by positive influences that are, that are going to lift you up um, and walk along beside you to where you find who you are. Because ultimately, we want to find our identity in Christ, right? We want to find who we are as a child of Christ. But be around those people that can do that and lift you up in a positive way, not a negative way. And, um, li and like in these days, don't settle for church light. 
right? Like diet church. Like I'm going to watch church online. Oh, absolutely. You know, or even I'm going to sneak in the back because I've moved up to college in some new place and I don't know anybody. So I don't, this isn't my old church, but it looks the most like my old church. So I'm just going to sit here. Like you got to dive into community, which is hard, right? Like we all think we're good with people when we're in comfortable environments. And then you go into a place where you know nobody and realize, well, I'm really (laughs) socially awkward. I have a lot of things that just play into me because I I mean, that's most of us. Torito, maybe you're different. Like you can walk in anywhere. But a lot of us kind of, you know, you got to kind of find your spot and figure Mm -hmm. out how it goes. You just got to push through because of the great value that's there. You got to find your way, um, find those people. So the Like going to an all-nighter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That is commitment. But like, but truly though, that's that's, that's, that's the picture yes. of effort. Saying I want this. This is where I'm gonna look for yeah. it, and I'm gonna put myself out there. Like, because think about it. If you show up there, and Josh or Ethan, they don't walk up to you. Like, how miserable of a night is oh, that? Oh my gosh, it would have been terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. We were all, all right, get on the school hours. bus, kids. <laughs> we're moving to the bowling alley. I'm just gonna sit over here, drink <laughs> my Mountain Dew, and, and alone. I <laughs> yeah. mean, so that that's an important thing is that you have to you have to work hard. Don't don't just go sit in the back of a room because then you then you might miss something. And I say this for as an example, um, the amount of college and young adults that. I've had the privilege of baptizing since I've been here. Mm-hmm. Do you know that none of them, I'm not saying that it hasn't sparked something, none of them have made a profession of faith during a church service. It has yeah, all been yeah. from when they have been in one-on-one mm-hmm. disciple groups, in one-on-one community groups, small groups in a home setting. All of that have come from that, and that has come because they have made the decision, okay, I'm going to be involved in this group that is going to push me mm-hmm. to learn more about Jesus. Well, dude, and I, I hear that, and I go, man, for young adults listening to this who are plugged into a stream, I'm like, if that doesn't light a fire under your rear to say, when I see somebody walk into church and I don't know them, is it going to be awkward? Like, go say hello, because they probably didn't put their faith in Jesus during the service. Maybe that happened, but but if you have an opportunity to meet with them and spend some time yeah. with them, like man, that's where the Lord tends to work. I mean, that's statistically in in the generation that 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 y'all do the most ministry with. Um, I mean, why would we not? Why would you not uh, reach out in that moment? I think that also kind of applies to people that we may have known from like high school or younger or whatever that we know has either stepped away from the church and absolutely uh, are come, like that's an like and they come back. I think that's an awesome opportunity for you to like just. If you can, you're, you're one of the best at that because you know a lot of people. Emily, He's pointing I'm, I'm at Torito. Po- I'm pointing at Emily. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've seen you do that with multiple people here um, because you, you know so many people. I mean, I don't know um, everyone that's came through student ministry and has, has left. I've, every now and then you've asked me, hey, have you heard from this person? I'm like, I don't know who that person is. You're like, well, they were here for 14 years and then yeah. you got here and they didn't come anymore. That's so, right. <laughs> um, but I've seen you do that, Emily, when you see those guys or girls who maybe you saw at a Struma in the past when you were in student ministry and now you see them and they maybe have made that decision to come back in a day and you, you reach out, um, your person, um, Giglio, I believe it was that wrote this in one of his books. His person. Your person. What in the world? <laughs> Louie, if you're listening, um, he's not going to hear this. Um, I think he wrote one of his books that remember what, um, remember if you're plugged into the church, I'm going to paraphrase it. I'm probably not going to say it right. If you're plugged into the church, remember who and what got you plugged in Mm -hmm. and do that for someone else as well. I think that kind of goes to what you were saying a second ago. Yeah, absolutely. But um, 
so obviously we have kind of dissected that that it's important to stay connected um and we we've talked about how it's important to find yourself when you're in a church community why that's important um but for you as a student pastor when you were leading student ministry what did you do to encourage uh your your students uh who were either a staying in baton rouge or b going off to some different place how did you encourage them to to step out and find that connection to get plugged in what what was your kind of thought process and steps behind that uh one of the big things was um don't wait until you're out of high school to start thinking about what happens next. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that, that shows up uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, one of them was internally just here at Estruma. Uh, I remember taking groups of, of our, our high school students. I hosted a junior and senior home group with my wife for years. Both of y'all would come to our house. We'd study through. It was great. That's my favorite part of student ministry when I look back. Um, but we would start going in the spring semester. Back then, uh, the gathering service would happen at LSU at the BCM, and so we'd take a group out there. I remember that. And, and, and hey, we want you to see this. This is coming next. What I thought was cool last night uh, at the gathering um, was we had a high school student. I was over here in student ministry, and she was talking about, I think I might go to the gathering tonight. I'm like, yeah, come on, go. You know, and so and she walked in. Uh, with our, our student ministry intern, Taylor. And so and so she's already going, man, college is coming for me. Let me see what's next. And so we would do that. Um, and then also, I mean, this is a big thing, and other wiser people have said this, and I've just somewhere stolen it through the years. I, I don't remember who it was. But it's the idea that when you go on college visits, right, if you're going to go away, we, we have this unique perspective here in Baton Rouge of, like, there's a major university in town. But most people are going off somewhere. And so make a part of your college visit, not just do they have a great, like, specialized degree in what I want to do, or does the dorm look nice? Like, go visit churches. Like, go see, hey, do I know that when I go here, this is a church that's going to connect with me. Let me go ahead and meet that person uh, and and begin to connect. Like I, I love I love that sort of thing. Was we would we would push our people before they even got there to go look. And so I've got a story. I won't use her name. Uh, some of y'all may remember this, but uh, there was a high school senior who came to camp with us. She was invited by one of our students who was a senior, and uh, so she comes to camp with us. She goes to Beach Week. She has a great experience, and it's the Sunday after Beach Week. I mean, we're we're in our student building right now upstairs, and so we were downstairs by the lobby, uh, by the kitchen. And I remember we're getting coffee and we're talking. I was like, "How was that week? How are you feeling about going to college?" And she had made the decision to go to Alabama. I don't know why. Some I don't know why she would go there. It must have been the devil. But she was like, "Hey, I'm going to go <laughs> to Alabama for school." But the Sunday after camp, she found me, and she was like, hey, I feel uncomfortable going to Bama because I do have friends going, but the only friends that are going uh, don't know Jesus. And so I feel like if I go there, what I've experienced over this summer and at this camp, the Christian community, like, and how I see God working in my life, I'm worried about what's going to happen. And so she's like, I I think I might actually stay and go to LSU because I have a lot of friends who know Jesus who are going to LSU. And I was like, praise the Lord. He has worked. We have saved someone from <laughs> Alabama to LSU. And so, uh, and, uh, it, it was just a really cool moment where she was looking ahead and going, Hey, I am set up for, uh, possibly trouble and spiritual disconnection going to college because I haven't done the pre-work to make sure that I'm good there. But mm-hmm. here 
I feel good. And so being able to do that and connect people early uh, and say, hey, look ahead be, and think about what's going to happen when you go to college and just be ready and, and have a plan uh, because you have a plan for everything else. You have a plan for what you're going to study. You have a plan for what you're going to live or where you're going to live. So why not have hopefully a plan? Hopefully you have a plan. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> uh, so why not have well, a plan for, hey, this church might fit or I know these friends are going, yeah. that, that sort of thing. Well, and, and if you're listening, uh, parents, this is also important for you. Um, again, won't share any names, but Micah, you you know what I'm talking about. We had uh, a person who who possibly wants to come serve at Astruma mm-hmm. because their parent, her parents, brought her here, and they were like, "Hey, we're going to go check out the university, check out our building where we're staying, and all this kind of stuff." But we're also going to go check out the BCM. Mm-hmm. We're also going to go look at local churches, um, and they knew Sam and I, so. They, we we yeah. invited them here, and so parents, if you're listening, when you're going places, if you, if you want your child to stay connected, yeah. I know I'm not, that's not a helicopter parent, right? Yeah, uh, coming from a college pastor, I promise you, I would love to hear. Yeah, you, I was you, about to say, you email me and say, hey, reach out to my. You're also reach a, out to my you're, you're also a great uh, resource to, or if people are going away, they should be able to use you, Justin, as a resource to say, hey, I'm going to. Maryland, for whatever reason, like be yeah, able to talk no. to you to be able to like, yeah, hey, so what, we absolutely. always tried to say, Hey, okay, you're going to Ole Miss. Hold on, I know Here somebody who's there. Yeah, Let's where, connect you there. You I, know, I mean, and that's that's a great part of it being on staff in places and, and going places and networking with people as we do. Um, know people from these areas. I'm not saying I know everything about that church. Sure. That you that they are uh, he or she may or may not work at. I don't I don't know everything. That's for you to go. But I have a connection, a Christian connection with you for you somewhere in that yeah. um, community. So hey, look, we are going to actually hard pause this. We are kind of uh, a little over thirty minutes into this episode, uh, but we have like three or four more questions I want to walk through with Micah. Um, but they are a different topic, the same topic, but different. A, part two, a different just like type of question. So part two, stay tuned. Uh, next week we'll be back with you uh, for part two of episode. Um, thank you. Bye. We'll see you all next week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Let's Gather. If you would like to learn more about the Astruma Young Adults Ministry, be sure to check us out at astruma.org slash youngadults or on Instagram at astruma.youngadults. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week.